Hey guys, welcome to the show that gives you the tools you need to break through into all you were created to be, to live your life full of hope and purpose. I'm Pam Ramey, and Jesus Girls, let's find our role. Jesus Girls, I'm Pam Ramey, and it is so good to have you with us today where you are truly going to be encouraged and inspired to live your life overflowing with purpose and with destiny in your spirit, in your mind, and in your body, because God wants us to thrive in all three areas of our life. On today's show, you are going to meet an incredible woman. You are going to love her. I love her already and can't wait for you to hear a little bit of her testimony. But before you meet this wonderful girl, I just want to tell you that at the end of the show, we're going to make a powerful declaration over our lives based on what we're going to be talking about today. And I'm going to share something simple you can do, you know, when the the weather's a little bit cold outside and you just kind of need to get your body moving. We're going to talk about that. But without further ado, it is such an incredible honor for me to introduce today's guest to you, Liz Brisbane, who is a beautiful mom of five children. And I'm looking across the table at this gorgeous girl right now and cannot believe she has five children. But since she says she does, I'm going to believe her. (laughs) Liz is married to Timothy and has been for 18 years. And she's also a discipleship counselor at her church in Mount Perrin. Liz, welcome to Jesus Girl Roar. Thank you. Thank you so much, Pam. It's truly an honor to be on here with you. Well, it is an honor to have you here. And I am just getting to know you. And there is such a light on you. Um, and thank you so much for just taking your time to share your story Absolutely. with our Jesus girls, because our stories are important, aren't they? Yes, definitely. You know, I, I go by that, um, in revelations that, mm-hmm. you know, it says that we overcome him, the enemy mm-hmm. by the power of the blood and the word of our testimony, the word, the of, word our testimony. of our testimony. And you know, the word of our testimony, it is you know, we're ta- we say Jesus girl roar. It's part of that roar that yes. comes out of us mm-hmm. because what happens when our testimony comes out of us? Yeah. Oh, the enemy goes hiding and <laughs> yeah. Cause he knows that he's the one, you know, that is, that is going to get it. That's exactly <laughs> he's been right. Defeated. He slinks away with his tail between mm-hmm. his knees. Doesn't he? Yeah. So yeah. when we tell our testimonies and our darkness hits the light, the darkness loses the power, loses its power over our lives, right? Absolutely. And you know, I just love that intro for I have to say, because (laughs) the roar, I feel every time I hear it, it's like I hear it in my chest, you know, it just brings life, it connects to my spirit. Mm. You know, when I, I just imagine when Jesus roars, and we just roar back in response. Wow. 
you know, that response, that deep calling out to deep connection. So I love that intro. That's it. Thank you so much. Well, well, I'll tell you what, I've got to get, throw some mad props to my husband for that, Tommy Ramey, because he, (laughs) he did, he did do a great job on that because, and you know what, I agree with you. I think it captures what we are wanting to for Jesus girls to grab hold of. And that is that there's a roar on the inside of you. There's an overcoming spirit on the inside of you that you have authority living on the inside of you. And like you just said, Liz, when we walk in that authority, the devil loses. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He runs and hides because he definitely doesn't like (laughs) us sharing anything, exposing him. Right. (laughs) He sure, he does not. He does not like us. Yeah. He does not like us exposing him. I, I know that you've gone through some abuse in your life and could you share a little bit of that story with our Jesus girls, Liz? Absolutely. So yeah. Um, growing up, um, let's see, just going back as a young girl, um, I did experience abuse and, you know, the statistics are so, I mean, you guys know, like one out of 10, probably it's like two out of 10 now mm-hmm. girls are being abused, molested from a very young age, From a very young, you age. know, and, um, that was my experience and it, you know, I didn't realize how it affected me at mm-hmm. that young age. Um, Can I ask you how young you were? Um, let's see. It's kind of hard to think, you know, because kids play and explore, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think really it started to hit me more going into middle school age, I think. Mm-hmm. Um and even before that, I think I was in elementary school that we came across a bunch of pornographic magazines mm-hmm. by the pool when we were young, you know, at, at back in the day, yeah, <laughs> we played outside and we stayed outside all back the time, in the day. Right? We did play outside. Oh, come on, girl. And yeah. So we're outside exploring the whole neighborhood and came across all these, wow. um, playboys magazines by the pool and you know it's it's so like detrimental really when I think about it mm-hmm. um but I was the only girl because I hung out with my brother and all of his friends mm-hmm. um but then in middle school yeah we um you know I started getting molested by my brother and it just was during that time, I look back and I think my middle school years were my favorite as far as my friends, because I was mm-hmm. always with my friends. Mm-hmm. Like as uh, I was a cheerleader. I mean, we had the best time being a cheerleader and um, going to nationals in Orlando and all that. Wow. Stuff. It was you went like to nationals. So that fun. is quite yeah. impressive it, it was so much I was fun. a cheerleader but trust me when I say we didn't come close to nationals <laughs> wow it I I, awesome I tip my hat to you girl yeah. on that that's a big thing so it was cool so that was the fun part you know mm-hmm. on the outside nobody could tell of the pain that I was suffering inside you had a secret I yeah. had a secret mm-hmm. and it was brewing and I did you know unbeknownst to me really the effects of it, of Mm -hmm. what that would turn out to be. When I um, grew up, of course, and, you know, left 
uh, my parents' house. Um, I ended up just being very, um, during that time, I kind of just was free, trying to mm-hmm. numb, you know, my feelings of any kind. Yeah. I started, you know, um, doing drugs and, and by drugs, I mean marijuana. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, I call it out because a lot of people don't call it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so right now I'm like, Devil, I'm going to call everything out. You know, I'm not going to hide out. anything. Yeah. So, and that's what I used to just numb the pain. Just, um, I just had to go mentally to another place. Can I just ask you real quick, Liz? So at this point in your life, had, did anybody in your family know what you were dealing with or were the secret was mm-hmm. absolutely not nobody nobody knew not, not a, one single wow not a family member not even a friend that's a know. really that's a really lonely hard place mm-hmm. to be in right there yeah mm-hmm. and you know just recently I was talking to a friend about it um and it really goes to show just my relationship with Holy Spirit mm-hmm. um because although I was alone in every aspect of it, he was with me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I grew up going to church where we had Sunday school and then everybody was at the main service. So, you know, as a little kid sitting in main service, listening to the pastor preach, I was listening all ears in mm-hmm. and I developed a relationship with Holy Spirit from a very young age. And that is so beautiful and life saving. Yes, yeah. truly. He was my only friend. And, um, but of course, growing up, um, you know, with that shame based identity, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, shame, shame is different than guilt because guilt tells you that you did something wrong. Right. But shame tells you there's something wrong with you. Boy, I loved how you just explained that. Can you say that again? Because that's very poignant. And Jesus girls, I want you to get this this I've never really heard it that explained so succinctly mm-hmm. and powerfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guilt tells you you did something wrong, mm-hmm. but shame tells you that there's something wrong with you. Mm-mm-mm. So growing up with that shame based mm-hmm. identity, I believe that of course God is good mm-hmm. and God is loving, but there's just something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And I ended up developing really um, a hate for myself. I did not love myself at mm-hmm. all. And what did that look like, Liz? You know, like my dad. So I'm the only girl in my family, and um, but my dad always would tell me that I was so beautiful. How? wonderful that he would tell you that but it went in one ear and out the other it didn't it didn't you didn't believe it it. no Mm. I didn't believe it and it was it was something that I didn't believe really until the day that I went on the first date with my husband to (laughs) church he took me to his church on our first that was your first date (laughs) like on our first official official date oh that's so sweet this lady came up to me after service that day and uh-huh. she said the she said you know i just feel the lord's telling me to tell you that he thinks you're beautiful <laughs> 
And I tell you, like, it hit. It hit. You you heard it. Yes, I heard it. It didn't go in one ear and out the other. No. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, he told me, you know, (laughs) that I was beautiful. It's like, to me, what what God thinks of me mattered the most, you know. But I still struggled even after that. But you found, in that moment, it sounds like you found some breakthrough. Yes. So... Now you're believing that God sees you as his beautiful daughter Mm -hmm. and you now have somebody telling you that, how did that change? Did that start to change the trajectory of your life at that point? It, you know, it really did because it started to show me that, okay, God has something to say to me. I had never really received a word like that from anyone. Mm -hmm a prophetic word that I know now, you know, it's like, Oh, that's what that is. And so I just started going after the Lord. Like, what else do you have to say about me? Isn't that good? And that started changing a lot for sure. Just knowing that God was so faithful through it all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, he is so faithful. So, um, how about from there, Liz, tell us a little bit about, so you're dating, Timothy. Yes. So Tim and I, we met over the phone. It was like, a, it was a blind date really. Cause we met over the phone. Uh-huh. I guess <laughs> and, it is a blind date. <laughs> for me. Over the phone, right? And well, we ended up, so we met over the phone cause he's a sales guy and we ended up meeting at a local restaurant. That was the blind date. And we just became instant friends mm. and we were both in, in the place in our lives where we were wanting a good change. Mm -hmm. You know, we both grew up Christian, but weren't necessarily living for the Lord at the time. But Mm -hmm. we were like, no, we've had enough with the partying and all of that and Mm -hmm. wanting to settle down. So we just became good friends. We ended up getting married like two years later Mm -hmm. and, um, our wedding happened really quick. It was, we were engaged for two weeks <laughs> and then we were like, okay, but you know, when God tells you they're the one, they're the one. When right? God tells you, you just go, you with, just it. go with it. Yeah. And, um, so years down, you know, it has been, it has been hard because when Tim and I got married, he didn't know anything about my past. Mm. He didn't know anything about my abuse. Mm-hmm. You know, because when you're dating, you just put your best foot forward. Come and that's on. It, that's right? exactly what you do. Yes. <laughs> and little by little, the mask has to come off. Yes. And it's not an easy process. Right. It's not. And it was, you know, we, um, it was like three years into our marriage mm-hmm. where we, I was at home raising our children. Mm-hmm. Um, I already had a little girl going into our marriage and she was two when we met. And then when we got married, um, six months later, we got pregnant with our, uh, with our daughter, Sophia. And then when she was six months, we got pregnant with Isaiah. Oh my gracious. Yes. So, so now we so, have three yes, little so ones. We have three <laughs> little ones. And so I'm at home raising the kids and, you know, busy mm-hmm. and and it's so easy to lose yourself in all of that of just trying to keep up with 
the little ones. And I'm so glad you're speaking into this, Liz, because yes, it is. Mm-hmm. For those of us who are not in that season, but have been in that season, I remember that season. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to lose mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have, you know, outside, um, I didn't really have any hobbies or um, a lot of, you know, and I was the only mom in comparison to my friends. I was a young mom, mm-hmm. um, married, and nobody else had children, not in my circle, not in my friendship circle. Interesting. I was the first one. So that, well, so did everybody want to play with your babies all the time? Yeah, or, you know, or it was like, did you feel a little left out? I, I did feel left out. And mm-hmm. I was like closing in because I couldn't get it together. You know, it was a mission trying to get to church on a Sunday morning, you know? <laughs> oh, yes, I do. Yes, I, I remember that season. <laughs> so it became difficult. And um, my husband at the time, and, and he's very active. He's he goes to the gym every day mm-hmm. and playing on, on, you know, he was playing softball and he's still he's a baseball player. And so he's been playing. And so he would have outside things outside of the house. And so I felt very alone in that time. And um, so has hubby's working. Mm-hmm. He's playing baseball. He's got outside community he and you you're looking at his life going hey wait a second here you get to go out and live life and I'm trapped yes. is that how you were feeling That's how I was feeling mm-hmm. exactly and and I just lost myself and when I would speak up to say anything it was kind of like um it just the uh, that shame-based identity would come back like okay there's something wrong with me mm-hmm. I'm not getting it together as a mom it's all my fault. You know, yeah. Like I should be having friends or hobbies, but nobody has time for that when you have diapers and, to, you know, just yeah. all of that. And my kids, they were little. And of course, when I would meet people, they would say, oh, you have three. Oh, wow. That's, you know, a lot. And I felt like it was a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was very hard. Um, but then we got to, I got to a place where I just... Um, reverted back to the old ways, my old ways of just, um, you know, I started smoking weed again and I hid Mm -hmm. that from my husband. Mm -hmm. It was my little escape. And, um, but along with that came old friendships Mm -hmm. and then the hiding, the Mm -hmm. hiding became into another more hiding. Isn't it so subtle? It is. Like the, the first time you make a choice to like go down that path yeah it's hard it it, it's a hard but then it gets easier yeah I speak from experience yes and it was um you know so going back through there and I ended up having um you know falling into an affair mm. and it was something that I never imagined my life ever I never mm. would have thought oh this would have been me one day you know, it, it was really, everything you weren't. Yeah. And it just came and just really, um, you know, I felt so numb in that mm-hmm. place. Like it was scary not to feel like myself. Yeah, it was very scary. That's a very interesting way to state that, Liz, that you just felt numb and you did not feel like yourself and you knew that you were making choices that you typically would not make. Right. I think, I think so many people can relate to those feelings. So 
now you're uh, in uh, a relationship mm-hmm. outside of your marriage. <clears throat> and um, yes. tell us a little bit about that. So there was one day that I finally came to the Lord. I finally mm. cried out mm. f- to him. And I'm like, I, I just can't live this life mm-hmm. anymore. And um, I was in my living room one day and finally the tears came down mm. because feeling so cold and so numb, yep. you know, it just was hard. But finally I broke and came to him and the tears were coming. And I remember just holding my face like I had my hands on my face mm. could, like just sobbing mm. and in that moment my hands turned to his hands <laughs> I promise you it was so it was so weird but they were mm. his hands wow that is so powerful tears that and is- holding me in that moment it's beautiful that I was just like, oh my gosh, Lord, you're here. He's you here. are here. How comforting. Mm-hmm. He says, I will never leave you. Right. I will never forsake you. It's never him who moves away. Right. What never. a beautiful, beautiful story that is, oh. Liz. I love that story. And when I, when, you know, Jesus was there and I was like, okay, Lord, you know, thank you for forgiving me. What, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. And he was like, go tell your husband. And I was like, what? Could what? we, do you have it? Is there a plan B or is, there, is that where you, you were know, thinking? Right? Yeah. I'm like, do we have to? I mean, we already, yeah. you know, made peace. Like, yeah. are we good? You know, but he's like, no, go and tell so him. So now you had to make a real choice to be obedient yes. on a whole new level. That must've been terrifying for you it was i bet it was i wanted to crawl under the ground and disappear wow truly and but i was reminded that before you know the lord did give me a confirmation when i was to marry tim Mm -hmm. and i went back to that i said lord you told me he was my husband Mm -hmm. you put us together so i'm gonna trust you that you gave me my husband and so I told him, hmm. I told him and, and it was the hardest thing, but it was one of those moments of just laying in bed at night. Mm-hmm. You know, this conversation that turns up to like 4am conversations. Yes. <laughs> I, that would have been a 4am conversation. Yeah, right? and it's like, But it was so good because my husband was like, this was the first time that he really got to know my heart and what was in my heart. Liz, that is so amazingly powerful. He loved getting to know his wife. Yeah. I mean, it blew me away. Mm. It blew me away because you see the devil lies to us and yeah. he's like, oh, he's going to leave you. He's mm-hmm. going to take the kids. You're not, you're going to be alone and stuck. And what are you going to do? Right? Like all these scenarios that the enemy throws to you and you'll never the, get your character back. Yeah. All these things. It's everything. Yeah. All of that. Mm-hmm. And the exact opposite was true. Wow. And, and it really took me to another level of understanding God's love for me Mm-mm. and that my husband through his forgiveness and him pulling me closer to him mm-hmm. of saying, you know, I want to know everything. And it really gave me that safe place to open up and, and to say, you know, I, okay, I do need help. I do mm-hmm. need to talk about it. And that was where 
it just started coming out. You finally broke your silence. Yes. Did you tell him about the the abuse? Yes. Told him about I everything. told him about the abuse. I told him, um, you know, and I also had an abortion before meeting him. Mm-hmm. All those things played into that shame. Oh, you yeah. Know? And, Absolutely. And it really held me bound. Mm-hmm. Um, but we started on the road to recovery really from there. And it wasn't, you know, overnight and it was still years down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, but you started, but we started, yes, yeah. we started together and mm-hmm. we made that commitment and we affirmed that commitment to one another of being in it, mm-hmm. you know, the good, the bad and the ugly. Right. And, and the truth is, you know, about marriage, even in that is that, you know, our spouses do help us become more like Jesus. You they know, do. It, it is yeah. the process. Mm-hmm. It is the process. It, <laughs> it is. is the process. And it's like, I wanted to let people know, young women know, mm-hmm. you know, that because the world tells you that, oh, you should meet your other half. And we feel so incomplete. And we think that another person is going to complete us, you know, but really that other person is just going to help you become more like Jesus. Isn't that the truth? Well, you know, I, I, I heard one pastor say, uh, my marriage is made in heaven. And he said, but so is thunder and lightning. (laughs) So so that's it, right? That's right. That's right. It is. Yes. But it's a beautiful thing. And I tell you, forgiveness has been huge. Forgiveness has been um, a process. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, forgiveness is a process. We have to unlearn what we thought forgiveness was. Boy, there <laughs> that, is oh, a I mouthful. Forgive, yeah, I forgive mm-hmm. and you're good. Okay, that's it. I don't want to talk about it. That's exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and then something else comes up and it's like, oh, wait, here comes the dump load of everything that was there. Right. Yeah. But forgiveness has been a, um, a journey mm-hmm. and, you know, we've had to learn. I've learning it's an everyday moment by moment process it really is and I could not agree with you more on that I truly am a radical forgiver Mm -hmm. I and you're right it is a daily process and and the reason I'm a radical forgiver is because I got free from that Mm -hmm. I got free from learning how important it was to forgive things that were like unspeakable yes in, yes you know in my mind like what happened with you and to realize that the unforgiveness was destroying me yes it wasn't destroying mm-hmm. the other person mm-hmm. it was destroying me and I had God wanted to heal me from the inside out yes and yes. apply his love to absolutely just like he did with you. And it does set us free. I always think about, you know, uh, that acid destroys the vessel mm-hmm. in which it is contained. And that's really what unforgiveness is like living on the inside of us. Right, Liz? Yeah, it really is. Because it robs you mm-hmm. from the freedom of loving, you know. Wow, what a wonderful word. When I saw that the Lord just revealed to me that this was the devil's way of keeping us from true love. <laughs> what a word. Yes. You know, unforgiveness is like a clog in your pipe and the love can't flow because it's clogged up. What a visual. That's so good. That's so good. 
Mm. So now I I forgive and I bless and the, bless. Yes, blessing the person who has hurt you is really pouring that acid on the devil. It really does pour the acid on the devil. Bless, <laughs> Bless those, those who curse you. Yes. And you know, that is such a small little verse right. in the word of God, but boy, is there some Huge. power pack, you know, yes. uh, freedom in Absolutely. those words. Absolutely. There is just such power to bless those, to bless our enemies, to yes. bless those who curse us. It sets us free over it and does. over again, doesn't it? It does. It does. And uh, uh, like allows us to see God's love for us and to receive and to, for, mm-hmm. to let it flow. So now I, you know, I surprise myself that I can forgive quicker because mm-hmm. I would be the one that's like, don't talk to me the rest of the day. And, <laughs> and I'm like, can I just go to sleep and start all over again? You know, and it's like <laughs> afternoon time. I'm like, I just need to go to bed and start all over again tomorrow. <laughs> but, but now I'm like, OK, no, I forgive right mm-hmm. now. Lord, you know, bless my husband because my my babe, he's truly is a gift and you know we always say to one another it takes a special person to be with each other <laughs> you know amen <laughs> amen say, yes like, for all of us a special yeah. person to be with my husband and i'm that special and it takes a special person to be with me and he's the special one that is that's a great you know? word right there that's a great <laughs> word to hang on to yeah yeah so it's it is iron sharpens iron it is it truly is, mm-hmm. it truly is. and the you know one of those wonderful things about marriage is that we're designed to grind yes. in so many ways, aren't we? Mm-hmm. And that through that, that grinding process, we take some of those rough edges. Those, some of those rough edges become smooth. Yes. 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 It sounds like you and Tim have experienced that. Oh my gosh. It took a lot to smooth me over for real because, you know, and, um, it, we've really have come a long way in these 18 years. And, um, but there was the breaking point, um, right before I really came into more of a, a healing journey where I, I remember just feeling so alone, but it was my own doing, you know, like I put myself in the middle of the wilderness, like it hmm. just, how did, time, how, how, how did you do that? How, what did that look like for you? Well, there was a time where, um, my husband also was, um, I found him and and this was like, you know, he has been processing his own hurt as well. Mm -hmm. And from the beginning, you know, um, he put up, you know, he's strong and was being strong for our marriage, Right. but he also fell into that slippery road of Mm -hmm. talking to somebody and he was talking to someone that he was um, training. Um, I liked what, how you said slippery road. Yeah, because it, it is. It, it is a slippery it really road. It is, you, you know, and it's before you know it. But when I found that out, um, I was completely crushed, mm-hmm. you know, because I was already so vulnerable and fragile, really. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, just with everything going on. But in that moment, I felt so betrayed and so hurt, like I really ruined it this time, you know, that now he's gone down that way. But 
I, and you blamed yourself for that. It sounds like, and I did kind of blame myself for it. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I went to the Lord and this other, this encounter was really something because uh, again, I was not in, um, you know, I didn't, I guess I, I just was not having a good relationship with the Lord. Like, you know, intimacy, like I do now mm-hmm. that I know him, but, but at that time it took me a while to just break down. Like I went to him, I went to my aunt, really, I should mm-hmm. say this one night and I vented to her. Now my aunt is my spiritual mama. She really has been uh, pouring into me a lot. It's and wonderful. so after being with her, I was like, okay, I just need time with Jesus and I just need a Bible and, and time with Jesus. So my aunt just at her house, you know, left me her living room. She went to her room and just gave me the Bible and she was praying over me. And I sought the Lord. I was on my face for like two hours hmm. and just praying over Psalms 23. You know, I'm like, Lord, you are my shepherd. You Lord, are like, I need you. I need you. I need you. And before I knew it, it was like his feet, like my face were on his feet because wow. I was face down on the floor. Right. And that I is felt beautiful. him there. Mm-hmm. And when he was there, he said, what do you want? And I was like, Lord, what do you mean? What do I want? Like, don't you see my heart is broken? Yeah. Like, and I'm over here thinking, what do I want? What? And, and I'm like, I just want to know that you love me. Just tell me that you love me. Mm. And he said, I love you with an everlasting love. With an everlasting love. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, Lord, but what about Tim? What about him? Yeah. And he started telling me, he's like, my love is patient. My love is, is kind. kind. My love doesn't keep record of wrongs. Mm-mm-mm. And I could have stayed there and he would have told me more. But in that moment, I was like, okay, I know what I have to do. I know what I have to I do. I know what I have to do. I have to go home. And I and I went home. And this is funny, but look, I went home and I put on a cute little something. And just, <laughs> Come on, yes, girl. You know? Yeah. And I just strutted in front of my husband and I was like you know what I love you and you're my husband you're my husband and I'm gonna fight for you and you know I just you know just came the Lord just I just knew like no I have to fight for my marriage and it really was this moment of you know where I'm weak he was strong mm-hmm. where he's weak you were I strong had to be strong yeah you know I had to be and and praise God for the two that are together you know yeah. what I mean because yeah. the Bible says that a person alone you know if he's by himself you know woe to him when he falls yeah because but there's no one there to pick him back up no, yes Ephesians I think that's Ephesians 4 9 and 10 and yeah two are better than one yes. that's, that's a beautiful I love that ver- that scripture yeah and so we yeah we started uh, you know on a journey again and mm. um and this time in reverse <clears throat> where mm-hmm. you had to be the strong one and the and the patient one and showing love to yeah. restore <clears throat> your husband and it was yeah it was um it was good it was a journey um I then you know, ended up going to Grace Ministries International to find counseling for myself mm-hmm. and 
were like, let's just go to our own, you know, at, at that time. And we did do some marriage counseling together. Mm-hmm. Um, but when my time at Grace was really when I encountered God's grace <laughs> for me. For you, it was personal. Yes. It was personal. Yes. Which is what it has to be. Mm-hmm. And is that, so Liz, is that what brought you into your um, your discipleship counseling? Yes. Yeah. Was it? That's so wonderful. this is a really cool story because I started going to see my counselor. Uh, we were counseling for about six months and then I lost my job where I was and then... Um, I thought I was going to have to stop counseling, Mm -hmm. but I go and see her that day and I'm telling her about it. And she's, and I had the thought, what if I worked there? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, that would be so cool because the Lord had put it counseling in my heart like years back. I just never saw how it would come together. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling her and she's like, well, what are you looking for? Because the receptionist here is about to leave and we have this position open. And I was like, no way, no Mm -hmm. way. So I ended up, that same day talking to the manager, the hiring manager. And, um, I ended up getting that job there at grace ministries as the receptionist. Oh my goodness. And you got yeah. your foot in that door. <laughs> door you got door. that foot in the door. <laughs> yes. And it was life changing. Amazing. God has truly, um, you know, he truly met me there. And I started to receive the father's love for the first time. And, mm that really changed and you know my whole family from there so let me just were you able to share the truth of what you went through with your brother with your parents yes yes that must have been a really challenging thing to do you you just Shared with yeah. everyone that needed yes. to to know, so you could so you could be free. Yes, and so they could be free. Absolutely, and it and you know again that's one of the things that I didn't think I was ever going to share mm-hmm. with anyone. You know, the shame ran so deep, so deep. Yes, and mm-hmm. but I knew as the Lord was healing me that mm-hmm. He was trustworthy. And, and the Lord showed me the connection of that, just bringing it to the light Mm -hmm. because he is the light. He is the light and no darkness can stand in his light. Right. And when our darkness hits his light, our darkness loses its power. Yes. And like you said earlier, the devil runs with the tail between his knees because he is, he has lost. Yes. I love your story, Liz. I, I, I feel like we could just talk for hours and hours know, and hours. Really <laughs> so I, I think we're going to have to have you back because yes. this has just been so wonderful. I think it might be a really good time to segue into a declaration yes. over what we've been talking about that God has a plan for our lives. Mm. He, we are fearfully and wonderfully made and he is always with us. He doesn't leave us. And so I know that you have a really special declaration that you want to speak over our Jesus girls. And I, Jesus girls, we're going to, Liz is going to lead us through this declaration. Um, she's going to say the declaration 
will repeat after her. And then as a special treat for our Spanish speaking listeners, Liz is going to go ahead and declare this declaration over us in Spanish. And we haven't had anybody on Jesus Girl Roar do that. So this is a really exciting thing that we're going to, that Liz is going to be able to do that for us. And Jesus Girls, when you declare something, when you declare and decree something, remember that in Job 22, 28, it says, to de- when we decree a thing, we see that thing established. So when you speak, and that's what we want you to do, speak. Don't just listen, but wiggle your lips. Get these words out and declare them with intention over your life because this is how yes. Jesus sees you. Yes. Right, Liz? Yes. Yeah. Amen. So this declaration is going to be out of Jeremiah 1, 5, which is one of my favorite verses. So I declare and decree my father formed me in my mother's womb. I declare and decree my father formed me in my mother's womb. I am beloved by him and not a mistake. I am beloved by him and I am not a mistake. God has consecrated me and set me apart. God has consecrated me and set me apart to change the world with his love, (laughs) to change the world with his love. Amen. Amen. What a powerful declaration. And now we're going to go ahead and declare that in Spanish. Yo declaro que mi Padre Celestial me formó y me conoce. Y él me consagró y me puso de profeta a las naciones. Amen. 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 Well, Jesus girls, I hope that you were declaring that in English or Spanish. And that you are receiving that word for yourself, that God has set you apart and consecrated you and that he loves you, that you're not a mistake, that you are beloved by him. And he has an amazing Amazing plan and destiny for every one of our lives, right, Liz? Yes, amen. Amen. And before we head out today, just real quick, I want to give you a, a word of encouragement. We're in December as we record this show, but, uh, well, actually, we've got a kind of a, it hasn't been too cold yet, mm-hmm. but... If you find yourself in the midst of a lot of rain or snow or, you know, just some kind of crazy inclement weather, you can still move because God has created our body to move. So when we move, we just feel better. And also when we move, Jesus girls, our pituitary gland releases this fun little hormone called an endorphin and it hops around and jumps all over around inside your body and it makes you feel better. It's your body's natural painkiller. There are so many cool things about your endorphin hormones. So it releases that, but we've got to move our body to get the benefits. So here's a couple of tips. If you've got stairs, walk up and down the stairs 10 times a day. 
If you don't have stairs, walk around your house. Put on some fun music yes. and dance. You like to dance? <laughs> yes. Let's dance. Dance around your house. Dance it's gonna party. make dance party. party. <laughs> yes. So we're gonna we're gonna move, right, Liz? Yes. We're gonna keep moving even right. when the weather says we can't get outdoors. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and every time we get together, Jesus girls, we're looking for new ways to find our roar. Today, Liz has talked talk to us how we use our voice to come out of shame. We are not walking in shame anymore. No more. No more. We are not walking in shame. And we are, and and you can tell us how you found, how you can find Jesus girl roar. It's so, I loved your story, how you found Jesus girl roar. Just tell your Google or Alexa, say Google play Jesus girl roar (laughs) podcast and it'll come right on. Just like that. It'll come on. It's so easy. So So we're we're on your favorite podcast platform. Just Google it and call the name out and it'll bring it up for you or use Alexa. But I love that. That's a great way to, to find us. And Jesus girls, we love you. Jesus is crazy about you and can't wait to be with you next time on Jesus Girl Roar. Thank you, Liz. Thank you.